Hey everybody, welcome to Screenplay, the podcast where we take great movie ideas and turn them into awful movies. I'm Chris Rocky. I'm Zach Wooldridge. And I'm Brian Lee. Alright, and this week I'm directing this episode. So guys, we've had some comedies, we've had war movie, you know, we've had some like mildly absurd stuff. I think we really need a movie that's going to get some Oscar buzz. And what do all great movies have? All great movies have a script. Um, all great movies have horses. Uh, most great movies have horses. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've named one good movie. Name one great movie that doesn't have a horse. Oh, I was about to say Shrek, but it has horses in it. No, nah, no. Nah, all great movies have great actors. And who is the best actor? George Clooney. Um, Brad Pitt. Close. Close on both. Um, the best actor is three-time Academy Award winner Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think he's got a solid body of work. And so, you know, I was thinking, how did Daniel Day-Lewis become a great actor? Like, who was he before he was Daniel Day-Lewis? The son of rich parents. I mean, most likely. Yeah. So I want to tell the story of, you know, kind of becoming Daniel Day-Lewis, if you will. So I'm thinking, like, a young Daniel Day-Lewis in London. He's struggling. You know, maybe he's been kicked around the uh, theater scene in London, you know, picking some cheesy roles. Just can't really cut it as an actor right now. And then I think, you know, he takes a little sabbatical. Maybe goes south from England, you know, maybe to, like, France, Spain, Italy, and uh, maybe... A lot he, of places are south of England. Like, that, that is true. Like, you could go to Chad, the Gambia. You could go to, like, Java, uh, I guess. Uh, you know, I think it, Gambia is the most likely one. It's, it's up in the air. But you know how he's, like, this big method actor? Like, that's his thing. Wait, what? Yeah. So if you don't know, Daniel, he's a method actor. Yeah. If you don't know, like, did you not know that, or is this for comedic effect? (laughs) (laughs) He knows. What are you talking about, Brian? Wait, Zach is method acting as a guy who doesn't know what method acting is. It's beautiful. I love the layering. He's methceptioning us. I'm the dude playing the dude pretending to not know what method acting is. That's that's a great example of it, Zach. So for those who aren't familiar with method acting, is that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's basically you gaslight people. Use meth. Yeah, you study and you kind of live as the character, you know, that you're portraying. So I think when he first starts out, he doesn't know how to do that, and he's got to learn how to method act. And so he finds a great method actor to study under. Okay, I, I see it. I see it. So so he goes and learns from this method actor. Mm-hmm. Is the method actor method acting as a method actor? Method actor sounds really weird now. Yeah, we've heard it a bunch. I think he could be. Um, I I, I okay. think he's the the older actor he's trying to study under. He's um, like a very established in like a small, maybe like Italian cinema scene. So like maybe we've not heard of him in the U.S. But like people who are into acting and theater and and cinema that they they're in the know and you know they know who he is and and this would be like wait wait. 
is this a real person or are these supposed to be like real events or like greatly exaggerated events? I think they're absolutely exaggerated. Uh, I think we can play it up as we like most people don't know the history of Daniel Day Lewis, so we can pretty much put anything in the script and I think they'll roll with it. I, I think you're right. As long as we're not like, and in 1825, when Daniel Day, Day Lewis yeah. was born, no aliens, I, I don't think people accept you know, that. like no like anime titties or anything like that. So I think we roughly follow like his his age. So so is he in his 20s? Is that the assumption? Yeah, I think so. Like early 20s. Sure. Okay. So he was born in 1957. So okay. this takes place in what the late 70s, early 80s. Is that the thought? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It was still like pre global internet and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you could potentially have, have like an actor no one knows about kind of mysterious because i'm picturing this guy is kind of mysterious this this other method actor yeah like he had to seek him out physically yeah i, I, so. I, I kind of feel like he's a mysterious guy i think daniel himself is kind of a mysterious dude oh absolutely because who knows like who the real daniel day lewis is because he's always exactly. like, like a different he's always somebody else yeah and he's training and studying, he was in Italy, like learning to be a cobbler for one of yeah. his movies. Like I exactly, mean, like for like four for like four years. Like he, I think he didn't he do a, a role where he lost his English accent or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like Batman. You know, like who 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 really is Bruce Wayne? Is it Batman or is it Bruce Wayne? Exactly. Except in this scenario, it would be who's Daniel Day Lewis? Is it Daniel Day Lewis or Daniel Day Lewis? Are we gonna have are we going to have Daniel Day-Lewis play himself because him playing younger him may help us find the secret to eternal life because he'll probably just method act himself <laughs> from 30 years ago. How would ago. he study? I guess he'd just study like his old He movies. would become, I don't know okay. how he does it. I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis, but he's going to become a younger version of himself and he's never going to come back because why That's would cute. you? Wait, so, Brian, you're not Daniel Day-Lewis? All right, so I, I'm not entirely sure that I'm not because I don't think if I was the Daniel Day-Lewis... The whole reason I agreed to do this podcast is because I thought having Daniel Day-Lewis on it would give us an air of credibility. Well, you can't prove I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis playing right. Brian. That is impossible to know. That is beyond our perception. And like, That's true. I wasn't... I, I can't prove you're not... The character media. of Brian would believe he's Brian and not he, yeah. that he's Daniel Day-Lewis. So this is just really great acting all around. We're getting into some like weird Philip K. Dick shit now. Do, so. do you think that Daniel Day-Lewis is like a Manchurian actor? <laughs> like he doesn't realize he is not... Uh, like he, he doesn't realize he's acting and you have to I don't know. trigger we could, word him. We could unpack that in the movie. All right, maybe we do. What if it's maybe. like the prestige? Oh my god! What if this becomes like, a what if this becomes a Manchurian Candidate <laughs> situation? So I was thinking like, <laughs> what if every control. Daniel Day Lewis movie is actually a different Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> acting, and there oh, were like just a bunch of clones of Daniel Day Lewis no. that were raised to be a different type of character, and then they kill that Daniel Day Lewis once you know the production's done and everything. I like that. Yeah. Or it's a bunch of like twins. It's sextuplets. All oh that are all Daniel Day Lewis as different well, lives of Daniel Day Lewis. He's had more than six movies though. Well, he's only had six since like nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> not not putting this in the movie, but um maybe it's like Daniel Day Lewis can only learn one role and then like so after that you have no need for him. So what is he like a 
like a mid-level Pokemon. Is yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a mid-level Pokemon. Like once you give got him it. a Leaf he's Stone, he's an HM slave. <laughs> so he's got one more slot, and you're gonna have to take him to the Move Deleter to get another one, and that's just a whole bunch. No, of No, I think he's or like Eevee. You know, up. like once you give Eevee a Fire Stone, you can't get a Jolteon. Like, can that be like on my gr- on my tombstone? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would be beautiful. I'll let you I'll let you have that one. Okay, so what I'm imagining is. Like it's like we uh, start the movie. It's like an old Daniel Day Lewis, or like current day Daniel Day Lewis, I guess. And he's like by the fire, and he there's like a young, aspiring actor actress, and who's like teach me how to act like you, DDL, like do it. And he's like, no, 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 I, I can't. You know, I, I don't, I don't teach people. And they're like, no, you have to. And then you know, Daniel Day Lewis, he's like, reminisces on when he was young and coming up and learning from this great uh western european method actor and so maybe we could tell it like uh you know like godfather part two how like robert de niro is young don corleone oh okay okay so yeah like we already have an established version of him but then then different ages can be played by other prominent actors yeah in similar types. So we would just need to find a Daniel Day-Lewis type of the right age. Yes. Right. Okay. I want Sir Alec Guinness. As young Daniel Day-Lewis. Zach, I'm going to need you to sit down for this. I don't record standing There's a up, problem so. with Alec Guinness. Is he racist? Like. he He's been canceled. By life. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> Again, I don't want. Uh, back to talking about what we want on our tombstones. I don't want it to say death like for the day i died i want to say canceled by life all right how about i'll i'll, I'll split the difference i'm gonna put unsubscribe <laughs> unsubscribed from unsubscribed living from yes. life. was he committing suicide because i feel like that would be more like unsubscribing canceled by life that that sounds like you got hit by a car or something like that fired out of like a cannon or i mean presumably in hell <laughs> Out of canon, straight into hell. <laughs> like biblical canon. <laughs> canon and D. We're we just going to talk about canons now. Yes, this is now a canon themed podcast. Anyway, so so mm-hmm. Daniel Day Lewis, I assume the oldest Daniel Day Lewis should be played by actual Daniel Day Lewis. That makes the most sense. No, F. Murray <laughs> Abraham. Oh. Okay, that works too. Where, which age is the current... Is Daniel Day-Lewis not in this movie? Is this like the movie I'm Not There about Bob Dylan where they had like seven Bob Dylans? Yes. No, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, weirdly enough, is playing the young up-and-coming actor that's trying to get Daniel Day-Lewis to teach. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. I have a feeling this is going to get surreal like being John Malkovich's really quick. It could be. I think the... Up and coming actor actress should be a girl because I feel like we don't have enough women in our roles. You're we're right. very we're very uh, and she should biased, and she should talk to another woman like Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> not about, about something that isn't a man. <laughs> She's talking about so it's both both women are played by Daniel Day Lewis mm-hmm. and they are talking about something that is not Daniel Day Lewis. That's the new Bechdel <laughs> system. Is Daniel Day Lewis is not part of the conversation. They have to be talking about somebody not. So this whole episode like just doesn't pass the Bechdel test, the new Bechdel test. I do want to say none of our episodes pass the old ones. So I know we're trying to fix that. 
not in this movie. I don't think. But <laughs> I don't think. I don't think three men talking about how we should have more women in this movie yeah, is going to help in this us. Movie, but we are trying couch. to fix that. Um, so yeah, you, you don't. I mean, we don't need to cast this young actress. I mean, if you've got an idea, we can throw it out there. But uh, we could just say like young, up and coming girl trying to Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see it. I'm not laughing at you, Miranda Cosgrove. If you're listening, Kate Mara. She's too old. We need somebody younger. How young are we talking? Like Rocky's over here, like that one dude from Game of Thrones in the brothel who, like, we keep bringing him women, and he's like younger. Marin Trant. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Emma Roberts. Also good. Uh, she might be too old too. How old is she? He is just <laughs> leaning into one. That I joke I, I want made. her. I want this. See, Emma Roberts is twenty eight. I'm I'm talking. We need somebody like twenty, nineteen, twenty, like up and coming actor, actress. Like I said, we don't have to cast it right now. How old is How old is Zendaya? I think she's younger than us. She is twenty two. So he's talking to. Let's just say it's Zendaya. Who gives a shit? Uh, okay. <laughs> this person's only gonna be in the movie for like four I minutes. Know, right. So he's talking to Zendaya and he's like just reminiscing. And he's like, if uh, I, I taught you, uh, you know, I'd have to teach you like my mentor taught me or something like that. I remember when I first sucked Gatsby's cock. <laughs> he's Toby Maguire <laughs> from the new Great Gatsby. Um, yeah, Toby Maguire is one of the Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Um, this is definitely going to be like that Bob Dylan movie where there's seven Daniel Day Lewis's played by different famous actors. Tilda Swinton so. is one of them. Uh, that would actually be really. You, that's a good high concept. Have you guys thought of who, like, would be a good young Daniel Day Lewis? Who would be our Robert De Niro in this situation? I think he needs to be someone quiet and mm-hmm. d- like openly intelligent. Like, you can just tell, like, without any weird displays of, like, oh, I can do math on a chalkboard. Like, just, you can tell he's, like, really focused <laughs> and determined. Richard Madden? Um, yeah, we could do that. How old is he? He's 32. Uh, Rob Stark could work. from uh, the early I seasons know. of Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, for our listeners. For our listeners, it's Rob Stark. Actually, I do. Yeah, I think I think Richard Madden be good because he's got that square jawline, that You're kind right. of masculine feature set yeah. that, that Daniel has. All right. Okay. So let's just do it. Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Um. So he he's like in Europe, away from England. Um. I have a thought. I think he runs into either, like the old actors played by either Javier Bardem, Oscar winner. I like Javier. Or Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, would be a good, like, older, you know, European actor. So older, but not, like, super old. Yeah. Um, so the problem I, is I can't work on a movie with Sasha Baron Cohen because my girlfriend will leave me for him. All right. Sounds good. Then he runs into Javier Bardem. I like Javier. I like... No, I've, I actually... Javier I is my favorite. He's my favorite because if we do Javier... We can do Spain or Italy, and like he is from a different yeah. market, and that's why he's more okay. mysterious. Yeah. So I think it. I think Rob Stark goes up to Javier Bardem, and he's like, "Hey, oh my gosh! Like I love your acting. Teach me how to act." And then Javier Bardem, the whole no, movie. No, Rocky. He, he, 
You have to do it in the accent. Uh, I, I'm not the best at doing a good Rob Stark accent. But uh, well, no, but we've been we've had you do every single like, accent on the show. I like, think it's just I kind did of a bit. English accents on the James Bond episode. So. Oh right. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, I think it's Brian's turn. Brian, I'll do Javier if you do Richard. Wait, can you do a like Spanish Javier Bardem accent? See. Si. Did you know Javier Bardem is married to Penelope Cruz? I did know that. Because I love Penelope Cruz. Penelope, if you're listening, answer my phone calls. Rocky, she's married to Javier Bardem. You're right. Oscar winner, Javier Bardem. But anyway, Richard Madden is like, so he says to Javier Bardem and he's like, teach me how to act. And Javier Bardem is like, I can't teach you how to act if you don't know how to love. Or just uh, something <laughs> like that. Just something very European, very romantic. Mysterious, yes. but poignant. Yeah. And so does this cause... Uh, I, I think there may be a brief scene where, like, literally Javier won't speak to him. He, like, leaves. Absolutely. And so Madden has, like, a really rough night where he, like, disappears into the streets. He's probably in a new city. What, what city is this? Is this in Spain? Is that... Yes. Is that cool? That's fine. Let's Gren- do it. Granada? Let's do it. Has Granada. It's in Granada. Granada? Yeah. Um, Javier Bardem was born on the Canary Islands. Uh, I'm a, let's do let's do Barcelona because it's bigger. Um, so he like goes off in the night, like he drinks himself into a stupor, gets into a fight, like a really bad night. Who's he fight? <sighs> I. Hmm. Can he fight Benicio del Toro? He can fight Benicio del Toro. I Actually, like Benicio would be a really good homeless guy. To fight no, him. I was thinking like Benicio del Toro is just like this homeless guy yeah. who uh, Richard Madden, Daniel Day Lewis gets in a fight with in his first, you know, this first night, and then they actually end up becoming like really good friends. And Benicio del Toro's first, or, or sorry, uh, Richard Madden's like as Daniel Day Lewis's first um, real method acting role is Benicio del Toro's homeless man, like. He fi- he he finds them dead in the streets because you know he was homeless and he uh, he died due to exposure and it's got Daniel Day Lewis puts on a one man play about homeless Benicio del Toro's life and he becomes homeless the homeless Benicio, Benicio del Toro, del Toro. Yeah. For does play. when he comes out on stage can it actually be Benicio yes. and like when yes so here's my thought I just <laughs> came up with a plot device thinking, please. Yeah. So, so, and Zach, you, I think you're on the same vibe as me. So here's the plot device. Whenever we see Daniel Day-Lewis, who his like true form is Richard Madden, obviously. Whenever we see him portray someone else, literally we have the actor who he's basing that off of. I like that. Play Benicio. It's like it's it's we're it's visually have to resurrect Abraham Lincoln for this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's whatever, it's fine. I'm just saying, like we it visually, like if we show him basing a portrayal off of Benicio, it's Benicio, and that's like a visual cue that he is becoming this person. Yeah. And that's also yeah. a little bit of unreliable narrator, like yes, because he's talking about himself as if he was yeah, that person. Like we're trying to express to viewers, he is so in this role. He is that he became Benicio this. This is the period. Toro. Yeah, like this is the period of his life where he was this person. That's how yeah. Benicio. Uh, that's how yeah. Daniel Day Lewis sees so it. I think also, can we have a really long, um, like one shot take of him leaving the last bar he's in, 
and then walking through the streets and then eventually getting into the fight. And that, the the fight doesn't have to be a one shot, one take. But like, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to show like a really interesting stumbling one shot, one take. Yeah, I like that. Through this like gritty, like shitty part of town in Barcelona, he's hammered and like stumbling into trash cans and like, like just a bunch of weird stuff for like a minute. And I mean a full real minute because that's always jarring when yeah, real time I like is that. used. I like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's do it. So, so he he. Are we going to go with that? That he meets Benicio, and that Benicio is kind of like his first big method. Yeah, but that, yeah, you let's know, do it. It's like while he's learning from uh, Javier, mm-hmm. Bardem. Javier Bardem, like he he becomes friends with homeless Benicio del Toro. What is? And, I was just going to say, what does he do to get Javier to to train him? Uh, hmm. He learns to love. Is there a montage for I don't know. learning? Maybe like Javier Bardem what if it's not, walks in on him in the like, middle of a <laughs> lovemaking No, what session? if it's not like you have to learn to love like as in romantic or sexual love, but like you have to learn to love life the because story you can't live. of a person. You can't like be okay. pretend to be another person as an actor oh, if yeah. you don't love that person's story. So like that's a good point. Maybe, maybe that could be when, that could be the meaning is learning to love and be passionate about all facets of the world. Yeah, and all and lives maybe out there. He doesn't get trained or start getting trained until so he becomes friends with Benicio del Toro, homeless man, and then maybe they're only friends for like a couple days, and then Benicio del Toro dies, and mm-hmm. DDL Richard Madden is really upset about it, and then Javier Bardem shows back up, and he's like. You have learned to love like the the fragile nature of life or something like this. That. I really like you're, you're ready for training. <laughs> so I like this because that means the end of the first act can be him finishing that play. Second act is him training under Javier. Third act is the rise and conclusion of his like big stardom. Yeah. That's perfect. And then the resolution, the falling action, is obviously him passing on that knowledge and the the ending stuff we'll get to. That's good. So the first act befriends Benicio, earns the the trust of of Javier. That's good. Okay, so second act, Mm -hmm. he's moving into training with Javier, yeah? Yes. And I think Javier lives in a very nice Barcelona manor because he's like a very famous actor in his time and day. Okay. So I guess they live together for a little bit, and then yeah, because Richard Madden didn't have any money. Absolutely, because Daniel Day Lewis, like I, uh, his family is like, we're not giving you money until you learn how to act well. That that sounds accurate. That's pretty much his history. Don't look it up. <laughs> Don't look it up. Well, you, you know, like back in the day, um, that's just you know that was tough love. Your family is like, yeah, like you. You have to you go be a out man. into the world and uh, and once you cr- succeed, we'll get help your you. career and yeah, yeah, that's how it used to be back in the but world of nineteen seventy or whatever <laughs> seventy eight seventy nine. So is in this um, middle sequence, I I feel like this is turning out to be a fairly serious movie. It, can this middle part be where we inject some of the like? wackiness and the the comic aspect of it maybe is this what is the tone of this film because i picture it as like indie 
but not quite art house kind of movie. Like I was picturing it kind of surreal myself. Yeah, because I think there are surreal elements with like different people playing the same person, and I, I you know, I think of like Woody Allen films. In I a way. think like. I'm kind of thinking like Birdman, if you've seen that. Oh yeah, that's a okay. good, that's a like, good reference. Yeah. That's like some a good reference. stuff happens, yeah. and you're like, is that actually happening, or is that just how he sees like it? Is, is that how he interprets it? I completely agree. That's the tone we're going for. Let's do it. Yes, because this is the best picture winner that we're writing. Yeah, of course. I think the middle act is where it gets a little abilities. more wacky because, uh, like, maybe his training is like. Javier Bardem's like, you have to learn to be the woman selling fruit in the market. And he's like, you have to learn to be the 10-year-old schoolgirl. And he's like, you have to learn to be the crippled man. And, you know, like, so, this so is he's... Like, this is like Arya's training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fa- Daniel so he's, he's becoming a faceless man. <laughs> quiet, quiet. No, no. They're going to come after us. We've stumbled onto something. <laughs> I, I think no he way. says a lot of very um, mysterious things that really don't mean a lot if you think about it, but the, it just sounds so suave because they come from the mouth of Javier Bardem. You know, he could be like, "Can do you have you, any any offhand?" Because I think yeah, it'd be like, hilarious if you like, had something. You prepared. need to look into the eyes of of fear itself and learn to cry. <laughs> <laughs> And Richard Madden's like, what? <laughs> Dana, what? And, and then, you know, he says something like, until you do that, you will never learn. You know, he he says something like, uh, you know, the, the buildings get, get smaller the farther you get from town. And he's like, what does that have to do with anything? And You'll understand. Sometimes the wind blows north by southwest. And you're like, "That what? That's not a direction. This sounds like a weird spy handle trade now. Like you're you're gonna start selling secrets, but coded secrets. Either that or like David Attenborough narration for <laughs> for a nature documentary. The young sparrow looks death square into the face. <laughs> the emu lives in Australia, and the wind blows north to southwest, or something like that. Anyways. Okay, so so we do need to come up with some kind of like. I don't know. There, there's going to be a is in the middle part. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do a, a long woman. passage of time? Oh, okay. So you're introducing romance in. Okay, uh, absolutely. But I think I think Bri's onto something. I think uh, the middle part should kind of span a longer length of time than the first act did. Like uh, it's all the middle act, but you know, like it's uh, a little more loose and uh, fluid with how quickly time progresses during this act. Okay. So maybe this brings us up until the mid '80s, where he gets really big, and that's like when um, when Javier basically Javier basically says you graduated, essentially, like he's learning his way. Yeah, I was thinking that could be the ending of the movie, or you know, like his first big starring role would be the end of the movie. Like I don't know, they're at a premiere or something along those lines. But yeah, for the middle, I d- I think he is just winning to or uh, trying really hard to win the respect and and really nail his craft. So I think I think maybe we we show like the spanning of from the late seventies, let's say like seventy nine till mm-hmm. nineteen eighty five. Which okay. in nineteen eighty five he was in My Beautiful Laundrette, mm-hmm. which was a British comedy drama 
um, that is arguably like one of his biggest critically acclaimed early in his career. Anyway, mm-hmm. that gives us like a six year time frame where he's like, we show bits of him acting on plays and in smaller films mm-hmm. that may not be as critically acclaimed. We see him, but also doing like wacky faceless men stuff where he's like pickpocketing people in the middle of the night and like sleeping upside down and just weird stuff. We were like, I didn't, I don't think that actually happened. <laughs> what if, what if he impersonates like the governor of a region of Spain? Sure. To get his bar tab taken care of. <laughs> sure. Ooh, that's good. That's really funny. And that's really, that, that's good. Like that's, but then, like, he wakes up the next morning and, uh, like, some officials are like, sir, like, you have to get to the government office to sign this bill or whatever. And, yeah, then he actually, like, ends up signing a bill into law yeah. or something. I don't know. God, that would be we- good. And we could do little bits where, like, he's at his apartment and, like, he sees some girl that he stood up is out there waiting for him. And so he answers the door with someone else. Like he goes to open the door and then it switches to outside the door from her point of view door opens and it's someone else completely different. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, sorry, you must have the wrong house. And it's like, it's her new man. He's out. But I'm just saying like, we can play off. Like he literally can become different people like magically. Yeah. But I think that should be like kind of towards, maybe the the later part of the movie because I, sure. I, I want as I want he progresses him sure. and i want richard madden and javier bardem i think they have a great chemistry together uh i'm speaking this into existence their chemistry <laughs> together uh if you get them in the same room just lovely Ooh, things happen spark um and so i think like at one point javier bardem just needs to be like no you are acting like you need to be this person like you are not pretending to be somebody else. You are somebody else. And then I want okay. I we want can show some scenes. I want him to flip sure. a table over at some point, like Jesus in the temple. So you want him to you want him to produce a whip and start beating people. He, you know, he drives the moneylenders from the temple. Uh, if it makes Daniel Day Lewis act better, he bet your ass he would whip him. Kinky. Uh, very. So so there's interaction between them. Um, I don't think writing out the dialogue is helpful. Eventually, the the yeah. act two speeds up again, mm-hmm. and does some of the the interesting stuff that like we were talking about mm-hmm. with various movies and various scenarios where he's becoming better and better and becoming different people. We can play off the gag of like, no, this this Tilda Swinton is actually playing him, and like you can even show her replicating his manner mannerisms. It also gives a few good actors a chance to display how good they are at pretending to be an actor from this time period. Like they can look back at his films, try to replicate his mannerisms. That could be cool. Um, and also let's face it. Actors, you know, the Oscars loves voting for more actors and act- movies about acting and stuff. Oh, so. it's very masturbatory. Well, I mean, I can, I get it. If I was an actor and I dedicated my life to this craft and I see someone else doing it really well about that, like making a, a statement about the thing I gave my life to, I can, I can see why. Yeah. That's why I give awards to people who, uh, do subpar podcasts. <laughs> I guess you could call rating a uh, an award. It's like a shitty award, but still. What if like so? Eventually, like Javier Bardem's character has to like go away, or like not die, but I think he should just go away. He's like, oh, I have, I'm going to live a new life or whatever. And like the last time they see each other, says like he's leaving or something. And Javier Bardem turns and starts walking away, and Richard Madden. It's like like yell something at him, and Javier Bardem turns around, and he's like a completely different actor. Like <laughs> oh, he's some great. small Asian man or That'd something. That'd be great. That would and be. And 
Yeah, oh, that's like, perfect. Just completely different person. And then like he just like tips his hat at him and then like walks back into the crowd yeah. and like disappears. Maybe forever. he says something like I've taught you all that I can. Yeah, but he says it in Mandarin. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever that is in Mandarin. No, but that's that's really good. I think this element could make it very fun and also it gives us a lot of trailer material that is very interesting without giving away too much of the plot. And then maybe like to reflect that when uh Daniel Day Lewis is done telling all of this to Zendaya, like he does the same thing. Like she sees him before she leaves and he's a completely different person or something. Ooh. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think in the middle part of a movie, he should have a little romance, a little fling with some woman where he's he's got to learn. Like Penelope Cruz. With Penelope Cruz. This movie is basically Vicky Cristina Barcelona uh, <laughs> just with what? Daniel Day-Lewis. So is, Wait, is Daniel Day-Lewis Scarlett Johansson? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, what is Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Well, uh, it's so a movie Woody that's Allen got movie. Penelope Cruz and Scarlett Johansson. And in it. Are you Bardem. gaslighting me? He's, he's I've it. actually never heard of this movie. Google. No, it. I'm being serious. I just so did. Vicky Cristina Barcelona is like, it's, so it's ScarJo like goes to Spain for I guess like a vacation or something. Is this just a Spanish version of Lost in Translation? Um, there's similarities. No. No, this is I like a know. Woody Allen movie. It's um How did I how has the existence of this movie escaped me for so So I've I've actually never seen it. I'll be honest with you. I just know the plot very well. I've seen it. But Javier Bardem is in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. I do want to point out that, that okay. Rocky's Rocky's reference has actually really really got multiple levels. Okay. Okay. Uh then I'll just cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know damn well you're not gonna cut anything oh, out. Oh gosh, yeah, this is all gonna be in there. Um, so anyway, I think he has some type of romance slash fling with a woman. Zach, do you have an idea for an actress? I said Penelope Cruz. Uh, do you want it to be Vicky Cristina Barcelona too? <laughs> What's Vicky Cristina Barcelona? <laughs> it's a movie. Damn it. <laughs> I've never <laughs> Brian, heard Brian, do you have an before. actress or do you want to do <laughs> Penelope Cruz? I'm sorry, I just got I, I Googled Scarlett Johansson and I found out she was married to Ryan Reynolds and I was like, damn, Ryan. Oh, I thought he was gonna go I, I'm I'm Googled Scarlett Johansson and I just like zoned out. Who is this woman? <laughs> Who is <laughs> I've never heard of this woman. <laughs> Wait, is she really married to Ryan Reynolds? No, uh, she's she used ago. to be. Oh. I didn't know I was that. Say, I, I was didn't like, think damn, he knows was. how to pick him. I was like, he knows how to pick him. Um no, he's married to Blake Lively now. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I was like. Hey, she's uh currently divorced. Uh Rocky, if you wanna if you wanna get on that. I do. Scarlett, if you're listening, answer my emails. She, and she was married to a guy who is named after lettuce, if that helps. What? Is, it, is his name Lechuga? His name is Romaine. <laughs> oh. No, his name was Robert Head. Bobby Head. Bobby Head sounds like an old British slang term for Yeah, but from sex. a police officer. <laughs> uh, Brian, do you like Penelope Cruz or should we go with a different actor? Yes, okay. I love her. All right, Penelope Cruz is in this movie. He has a fling with her. She, you know, this is nice because she's like older 
um, so she could like teach him some things, I guess. Like how to. She has do his aged hair. like a fine wine. Oh my gosh, she has. Ooh. Penelope, if you're listening. Yeah. It, hi, welcome to Penelope Cruz podcast. Uh, <laughs> the pod Cruz cast. Ah. It's good. So uh, he has this he has this fling with Penelope Cruz, and he's kind of got to figure out like how do I love this woman and be a great actor? Like, can I hide my true feelings for her? You know, stuff like that. The answer is you can't. No, you can't. Great art requires uh, a great sacrifice. Which is why Javier Bardem has Daniel Day-Lewis sacrifice a goat at one point, like that he cared for. And <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Like he he had he had him raise this goat, uh, only to kill it, and then make a stew think, out of it. <laughs> that's fucked up. But if he plays fucked up people, but it teaches a lesson. Yeah, you know you got to learn how to be messed up in the head. Yeah, no, he was raising the goat to train for the role of a shepherd, or or I guess that'd be a sheep then. Whatever. Like a livestock person. And then... A farmer? Yeah, and (laughs) that's what those are called. (laughs) That's the word for those. Um, (laughs) Livestockpersonsonly.com Livestockpersonsonly is actually a furry site. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway, it's a furry dating site. Okay, so yeah, he's studying, he's practicing for the role of a farmer. And he, like, Javier Bardem's like, you actually have to raise this animal. And mm-hmm. uh, then. And he does the whole way. Yeah, and then he has to. To completion. Because he has to know loss and pain and what it's like to kill something innocent. He has to unsubscribe this innocent thing from the world. I think there should be a scene where, like, they're eating at a restaurant, and he's like, I want you to throw this plate of pasta at the waiter's face. And Daniel Day-Lewis is like, what? It's like, do it. It's like, no, yeah, we I, I had this bit. It We had this bit in Antichrist, ah, all right. too. <laughs> we were like, hey, do this wacky thing in this restaurant. Well, Brian, once again... Once again, Brian, there are actually only seven kinds of stories you can tell. And wacky antics and restaurants (laughs) is one of them. Yeah, spaghetti thrown at the wall in a restaurant is one of them. Um, Hannibal Buress is another. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. (laughs) There's a lot of these that are just people, oddly enough. (laughs) Well, as Daniel Day-Lewis learns, every person is a story. Yes. And there's seven mm. people in the world. And what's and they're better all than Daniel Day Lewis? No, the, like four of them are Daniel Day Lewis, and like one of them is Gary Oldman. And can Gary Oldman be in this movie? Like Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman also training movie. to like hmm. turn into other people. Hold up, stop! Are you are you saying that there's a rivalry dynamic between Gary Oldman and Daniel Day Lewis? Because that's yeah genius. Uh, I think yeah. that's there is, so right. good. That's but we don't good. we don't learn it's Gary Oldman until they part it's, ways. It's like, kind of like the Prestige. It's kind of yeah. like the Prestige. Yeah, it, it's exactly like the Prestige because there's only seven kinds of stories in the world, and one of those is the Prestige. Yes, but he doesn't like 
the audience has to piece that together. Like they have this rivalry for a bit. Uh, they're both training. Uh, Gary Oldman's training under like Javier Bardem's rival, too. Ooh, and okay. then uh, maybe they get in a kerfuffle, an act off, if you will. They're both seeing how far they can take pretending mm-hmm. to be another person. Then, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis wins this round, and Gary Oldman's character, he's like, all right, he's like, you got me this time. And Daniel Day-Lewis is like, all right. He's like, ask one thing. Tell me your real name. And he's like, he chuckles, and he's like, you can call me Gary. And then he just leaves. Flash forward to current day, when Zendaya is studying, begging Daniel Day-Lewis to train her. Gary Oldman is also training a protege and it just sets the, it's like a uh, hundred years of solitude. Like it all just repeats over and over again. It, there's, there's, it's like the Sith. Like there's always a master and apprentice and then another guy who is Gary yes. Oldman. Daniel Day Lewis and Gary Oldman are both Sith Lords. I'd watch that star Wars. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that'd be the best star Wars ever. Holy cow. Did you guys know that Scarlett Johansson Wait, have you been have you been look, oh like God, reading Brian. about Scarlett Johansson this whole time? <laughs> He's entranced. Yeah. And yes, I did know she has a kid. Which means she is officially a MILF. Is that what that stands for? N- no, not at all. I thought it meant mainly I like fruit. So like it's a context thing. It's a context thing, Brian. Like if you're at the farmer's market and someone's trying to sell you like, you know, some tomatoes. Hey man, you want some bacon? You're like, nah, man, I'm a milf. Yeah, like mainly I like And fruit. then you just walk away. <laughs> it's um <laughs> but like if you're ever on the internet, like it means something different. Like I don't know if you've had trouble finding other milfers in uh online. Well, no, but- I went to a subreddit. I went to a subreddit cuz I was eating like I think it was like an apple and I wanted to talk about it. And so I went to a subreddit called MILFs and I did not see anybody with any fruit. Uh, Are you sure you didn't see a couple peaches? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, no. All right. So um, should we get into the third act or are we just going to do more gags about Javier Bardem? (laughs) (laughs) We can do a third act. What, what, uh... What do you think of Brian? You're you're a co-writer. So I, I think that Javier and him have to split at the end of the second act because he's no longer the right. student. Okay. And Javier Bardem becomes an old Chinese man and Yep, and disappears into the night. <laughs> yeah. I um, forgot about on a that. boat. No less. <laughs> How could you forget um, about that? That's the scene that makes a lot the of, movie. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff going on in this movie, okay? So so this anyway, is the best so, picture winner. So there's there can still be a rivalry dynamic. So let's say the 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 third act is Daniel Day Lewis's like high part of his career. So from '85, especially in the '90s, the 2000s, like we see classic bits of him doing like you know the prep work for There Will Be Blood or Gangs of New York. Yeah. Gangs of New York is a really iconic one. And you know at the same time we can also see like him and Oldman having weird yeah. spats and like and this can be a pretty long movie. Honestly, I think this will draw attention because of the the timing and set changes and the great Oscar winning actors who are Yeah, so I think we can roles. hold their attention for long enough. I yeah. just, I don't want this to be a montage is the I've thing. Got, yeah, so I, I want to spend what time if, uh, on each thing. So what if like Daniel Day-Lewis like he falls in love again and then 
he is married in real life. Yes, but not not with his wife. So he falls eventually. In love with he would have before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, just as he like thinks like, oh, this is the real deal. You know, this is the one. The woman turns out to be Gary Oldman. Oh my gosh! And he's been the trying to destroy Daniel Day Lewis. Um. So after the second act, like Javier Bardem's taught him all he could teach is all he can teach and then disappears on a chinese boat well the boat doesn't have to be chinese uh, okay he disappears on a boat and is chinese and like the next third of the movie he's like honing skills that he learned himself that like he is kind of refined by himself you know not stuff he was taught but method acting techniques that he figured out so maybe like each role he could figure out one more like great way to act or to sure. become another role or something like that i think that's good i think there's a lot of messages in this film and like the the fact that you can keep learning and you're constantly improving who you are as part of taking on those other pieces that's one good. way to become like another role is uh use varying amounts of yeast and flour and rise time does heat have anything to do with it? Heat does have a little bit to do with it. Shape can yield different kinds of okay. rolls. Um, okay. Different ingredients. Oh, yeah. my bad. R-O-L-E. Oh, oh, you meant R-O-L-E. Okay. I th- sorry, I yes. thought we were talking about like dinner rolls. Wrong type of rolls. Baking, you know, baking is uh, it's science. Like acting. I think so. I want to kind of not writing the movie but just in general i want to talk about how much of like a swiss army knife daniel day lewis must be like i just mean like he's got so many techniques that he's honed over the years like he can cobble he was a boxer one of his movies i think learned how to box he he learned how to butcher to be build a butcher yeah build build a butcher yeah i i think you're right that he's probably he's probably a really well-rounded dude um he learned to be president and how uh, to emancipate slaves. Well, he was in the last so, of the Mohicans, so he learned how to So he learned how to slaves. scout. Yeah. Well, he learned how to like survive on his own. Do you think that in preparation for Lincoln, he freed the slaves? I think so. Again? Yeah. So, act three, he's going through, and he, we've, we've got various scenes of him in famous roles, him, you know, and Gary Oldman both coming up in... in their own right and becoming really big important actors is gary oldman a method actor too no but that's uh, why he's a rival because he's not like a true method actor but he's good at disguising himself as someone else and becoming lost in the role mm. okay yeah he definitely is okay. so 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 it's like two we, different schools of acting you've got the yeah. method actors and in the more uh, uh traditional yeah yeah i guess i was trying to think of a cool word but i guess that's as good as it's gonna get What's the um, what's the climax? What's the climactic scene? The climax scene? of the movie. That's a good question. Zach, do you have an idea? Uh, the climax is when you ejaculate. Was that in the feedback that we've gotten? Like, hey, more uh, jacking off jokes. <laughs> Rocky, if there's if I know one thing about the people, it's that the people always want more jacking off jokes. Anyways, uh, the climax is it's really weird. The climax is when he wins the Oscar for this movie. Oh my gosh! Like we speak, so we he, speak he, it in. So he comes out of retirement, and he's yeah, in this absolutely, movie. absolutely. Well, he's got it. He's got to come out of retirement to be in this movie. It's him accepting the uh, Oscar for portraying Daniel Day Lewis in. Be- I don't know what this is called. Becoming Daniel Day Lewis, like becoming Daniel Day Lewis. I like that name. 
Um, and it's it, this is when it gets really surreal. Wait, wait. What about what if we named it Damn Daniel? <laughs> That's certainly not a dated <laughs> reference. Got Rocky. Yeah, but it's what so doesn't dumb. get Rocky? That's true. Uh, I like laughing. It's my favorite thing to do. I forgot that most of our, our podcast listeners don't like when I make jokes. They like your other podcasts where you just read from like the phone book, old textbooks. <laughs> yeah, that one has more viewers than Screenplay, but far fewer than my sports commentary podcast. Well, it's an ASMR thing with the phone book reading. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's kind of like nonsense that you just tune out to, you know. The lo-fi hip-hop beats while you're reading from the phone book are really nice, too. That would be such a millennial thing to listen to. What's weird is, like, Brian's reading from a phone book from, like, 1963, though, so, like, most of those people were dead. Canceled by life. Canceled by life. Um, all right, anyway, so the movie climaxes with... Daniel Day-Lewis winning the Oscar because we said that we kind of want like a surreal thing going on. So he wins the Oscar for this movie. And then what's going to be great is like when it eventually gets put up on streaming and released to home video after the actual Oscars and they actually win the Oscar, we're going to just splice that in place of the scene. So we're going to change it once it, once it gets distributed. Yes. Where, where is Zendaya in, in this last part of the movie? Okay, so I think we talked about this earlier. Um, one of the themes is, like, you have to sacrifice for great art, right? So maybe Zendaya has a flame, a romantic flame. Cause, and another thing is, like, Daniel Day-Lewis, like, maybe he drops some bombshell. He's like, but the ultimate sacrifice you have to make is yourself. Like, you have to give up who you actually are. And, like your mm. own identity of self and become be able to in order to become other people. So like maybe it's like Zendaya's was is kind of wrestling with this uh idea like she's got her own pretty established identity and she's like, you know, is it worth it for me to uh mm. give up who I am? And maybe like the movie actually yeah. ends with her Maybe we. I don't know if you like. Is being ambiguous a cop out? Like not giving a real answer. I don't know. But like it. No, I like it. It ends with her like doing something, and you're like, maybe she's like hanging out with her friends, and maybe he. You know, it's like oh, so she's, you know, she's embracing who she is. She's not willing to give up herself, and uh, then, but maybe like they're doing something like an activity that we know she doesn't like that was like dropped like subtly hmm. earlier in the movie. And okay. It's l- I can see that. I don't know. Yeah. So you talked about an ambiguous ending and I've it doesn't an have to be ambiguous, but no, 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 no. But I, I, I like that. Uh, hear me out. We don't have to do this, but hear me out. Does Daniel day Lewis, like when he's method acting, he gets really into it. Does he like know, where he stops and where the character begins or does he is there is that line blurry i think the line's blurry oh, so for sure. i'm thinking he's got a totem with him that tells him if he's <laughs> method acting <laughs> um what's the totem mm, i'm into this what's I, the totem? I don't know that's a good question 
What if it's like Wait, a, if we know the totem, if, like a, if we know the totem, it doesn't work. Well, so well, it, it, obviously, hear me out. What if it's like a because, dreidel? Okay, I'm, I'm taking it in. Or a Beyblade. <laughs> I'm seeing where you're going. Or with a Beyblade. And so I think, like at the end of the movie, you know, he spins this dreidel, and we're like, is he method acting right now, or is this actually Daniel Day Lewis, like the person talking to Zendaya? Cut to black. It's just going to take people out, though, when he starts chanting, Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. <laughs> but then Zendaya was the totem all along, and the Dreidel well, was weird. his wife's totem. Yeah, it's weird because <laughs> Zendaya turns out to be his daughter. Yeah, he okay. made a totem. Okay. Michael Caine's in it. He subscribed her to life so that he would know when he was method acting. All right. Okay, so so we're we're gonna do the the classic three completely different endings simultaneously. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings, yeah. It's no, exactly. it's like a when it's like the movie Clue. Depending which theater you go to, oh, you get a God. different ending. Well, now I'm gonna be thinking about that movie all night. Ah, Tim Curry is so that great now. In it's such a good movie. God, now I'm gonna be thinking about Tim Curry all night. God, now I want like some Indian curry. Now I'm wondering if Steph Curry could beat Tim Curry in a basketball game. I mean, Tim Curry is wheelchair uh, 100%. bound. 100%. Like, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> like, unless Tim yes. Curry has, like, some Professor there is X not, There is nothing on. more of a certainty. Like, I wonder who would win in a basketball game, LeBron or, like, my niece. Honestly, your niece probably would beat Tim Curry right now. Oh, oh no. man. <laughs> I don't know. There's wheelchair basketball leagues. It's called murder ball. Completely different sport. I thought a murder ball was what you shoot out of a cannon. No, it's just a regular ball. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to Cannon Talk. Y'all talk. I'm going to laugh over here for a second. Brian, let's not talk. Let's just let Rocky laugh for like. Probably just end up Googling more people. You come back and they'll be like, did you know that, I don't even know, Rebecca Romaine was not named after a romaine lettuce? <laughs> We're doing the podcast, and then every 10 minutes, Brian's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? I was Googling John Stamos. I'm just imagining, like, Becca is doing something, and she come, I don't know, she comes home, and Brian's on his laptop, and she's like, oh, what'd you do today? And he's like, uh, I Googled uh, Sartre, um, Shaq, uh, Lori Loughlin. <laughs> all S's. Was I using uh, the phone book? <laughs> yeah, was it while yeah. I was reading They're the phone book for my other podcast? You're, you're, they're all S's. You're in the S section of the phone book. It's weird. Sartre and Shaq are like in the same phone book. Well, yeah, it's the celebrity phone book. I pay a lot of money. I pay nineteen ninety nine a month. Is that like to get one version every month of the celebrity phone book? Did you all know Scarlett Johansson's in a band with one of the girls from Heim? I, see, I can't tell if you're imitating Brian or this is an actual fact. Much like Daniel Day-Lewis in this movie, the lines are blurred. Okay, so we should wrap this movie up. <laughs> yes, please. I like, I, I I like Zach's think... idea about the ending. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Yeah, Zach, Zach is what I was going to say. Is I, I think ambiguous is good, but Zach, give us a recap on yours because I think this is the one we go with. Uh, Yeah, so at some point, uh, you know... Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, present day, lays out some hard truths for Zendaya and is like, you know, like, the, I told you, you have to make sacrifices to make great art. And for acting, the ultimate sacrifice is, you know, giving up yourself, like, 
to become other people. And Zendaya is like caught at a crossroads. She doesn't know if she wants to actually give up who she is because she likes who she is. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe this is the same night as the Oscars as when Daniel Dane Lewis is accepting the Oscar for this movie. Um, and we see her out like hanging with friends and it's like, oh, so she, uh, you know, she didn't give up on herself like she didn't give up herself but then maybe she's doing doing like an activity that she subtly mentioned she doesn't like to do at the beginning of the movie or maybe she's like uh, maybe she's like i hate bell bottoms and she's wearing bell i don't know like some subtle thing that it's like oh but like she did kind of change like what's going on here uh i don't know what exactly that clue would be but and maybe it's interspersed with like scenes of uh Daniel Day Lewis like going home and putting the Oscar he won for the movie that everyone is watching right now um on the shelf with his other Oscars. And maybe that's the final shot. He puts Ooh, the Oscar could, up okay. there with his other Oscars. That's actually a really good ending cuz okay. it does like punctuate how important an actor he is because he is currently the only male actor to win three, three best actor best awards. Actors, yeah. So when he gets a fourth, it's like basically drive the point home. Like it could be very poignant, very well shot him sitting the award down and leaving. And then it's just focuses on those four yeah. probably haphazardly put up there because he cares more about his stories and that he's telling than he does about the yeah. awards they get. Him. Yeah. And then it cuts to music and credits and I think the shot maybe it. stays on the Oscars on the shelf, like yeah. all through the credits and the credits just like come up over top of them. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Like yep. That that's like that's fade it. up. I like that. Fade out kind of stuff. Can we talk about the, the soundtrack for just a minute? I know we're not going to obviously lay out point for, for point, it. but do, do we want the score? Yeah. Or do we want s- score is really cool. And I think it'd be cool to do score and to, to let it, like portray action and portray emotion and like maybe even do themes like based on the characters he's he's portraying yeah. i don't even know maybe there's a theme that indicates and I'm, I'm kind of leaning heavily on like musicals here but there's a theme that indicates this is like actual daniel day lewis so like the the boy that was played by um rob stark and richard madden richard madden thank you richard madden and then there's like a theme for his Benicio t- character. I don't know. I'm just, I, I think score would be good personally. If you want something like a little more like modern uh, film score composer, we could get like Johnny Greenwood. I'm actually really bad at knowing. Johnny Greenwood is here, the so guitarist of Radiohead, but he does film scores too. That's actually a good resume. So uh, what we, movies has he he's done? He's done, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'll, uh, He's, he did Phantom Thread, uh, actually. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then he would love to. He did, he did um, The Master. There Will Be Blood. Uh, he did oh, There Will Be Blood. blood. He's, All right. um, He's done a lot. He should do yeah. it. He should clearly yeah, do it. Absolutely, he should. Back to, back to what Zach said about the ending and, like, kind of giving up, like, the part of you, like, that's yourself to portray other people, like, to the best of your abilities. I think identity is going to be, like, a huge theme in this movie. Probably the biggest thing. I mean, we're, I think we're doing so. a lot of life lessons here, but I think that's arguably the most important. I think so. Yeah, and I think the thing with uh, having a mm-hmm. central running theme of identity is it's something, like, everyone can relate to. Like, you know, because uh, even in uh, everyday life, you know, 
growing up you have to kind of like form an identity maturing more as an adult you have to form you keep you have to keep forming and reforming your identity Mm -hmm, even like you know deciding on your career path or like setting into a new job like you know all these little things define you so it's something i think everyone can somewhat relate to this is good this is i I like this this has got it's got good themes has a three-part setup that i like it has the movement face the development is it has faceless men it has a lot of gary old men pretending to be daniel day lewis's girlfriend (laughs) uh i just love presumably a sex scene between oh absolutely um with harvey or watching (laughs) he's like no 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 (laughs) so javier (laughs) do that again what Do what? It's like no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he says a bunch of shit in Spanish. <laughs> like no, 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 no. slow burn that, he built it up he wouldn't do the impersonations he wouldn't do any voices and then he busts one no 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 out and it takes us by surprise that he's a master so, of his craft so he's a master done. of the art so beautifully done comedy's all about timing and rocky like, master i'm just imagining javier Bardem just writhing in like rage but he can't like say anything he doesn't want to interrupt what's going on but he know like he knows because He's a master actor. He knows what Gary Oldman's doing. He knows that Gary Oldman is like <laughs> yeah. sexually assaulting <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> What's he doing? Yeah, is he watching what, through like binoculars <laughs> from his balcony or something? I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? Javier Bardem knows, but he won't tell Daniel Day-Lewis. We'll leave that up to the director. He can Is Javier Bardem, like, able to see through walls? <laughs> He's the three-eyed raven. No. <laughs> you were beautiful on that night. <laughs> All right, that's the movie. Okay. That's it. We're in, And that's this it. is Screenplay, everybody. This is Screenplay. Oh my god. Yeah. Rocky, wrap us up. Take us home. <laughs> Take us home. Okay. Um, so just to recap. <laughs> Becoming Daniel Day Lewis, the story of Becoming Daniel Day Lewis. Uh one of the best stories never told. Alright, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh special shout out to Young Romantics for the theme song spinning. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners. If you guys have any ideas you'd like us to make into a movie, feel free to email us at screenplaydpodcast at gmail.com. This week's episode was produced by Zach Woldridge. Thank you for listening. I'm Chris Rocky. I'm Zach Woldridge. And I'm Brian Lee. All right. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> <laughs>